Dr. Tom Malone used to say, I think it was Dr. Malone, I told you I'm getting old, I forget who said what. Some preacher, I'll put it that way, up in years, he'd say, I'd rather be here than in jail. And I thought to myself, well, who wouldn't? <laughs> Back in my heathen days, brothers, you mentioned, I'd have rather been in church than in jail. But I'm glad to be here tonight, and I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter tonight. And uh, every year along this time, I, I like to take a verse out of here and preach on it during the holidays or mention it and try to encourage some folks with it. I always say I have nothing new. It's just uh, practical, simple, practical things that ought to be in the lives of every believer. By the way, preacher, tell your wife, Miss Rachel, She's not the only one that's gotten sick when they heard I was coming. But uh, we miss her tonight. But uh, I think maybe a lot of folks get sick sometimes when they hear we're coming. But 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter, you did say quote it three times, right? 1 Corinthians, chapter number 16. Let's look, jump down to verse number 13. Notice the Apostle Paul. Now, now let me say before here, there's a fella in here that I'm going to mention in a moment. And uh, his name is Stephanus. Now, if we were to go back, we'll not. But if you go back to chapter 1, and, and you'll see that the Apostle Paul mentioned he baptizes this man. He's, uh, uh, he, he talks about baptizing the household of Stephanus. I thought about that and it blessed my heart when I get to chapter 16 and he's still serving and still busy. It seems like today that we baptism on Sunday. I've actually I've actually seen people baptized on Sunday morning and joined the church and never seen them again. I don't understand folks who get that kind of religion. God changes lives. So here is Stephanus and he's uh, baptized. Paul tells about it. He didn't baptize him there. He mentions it there that he baptized the household of Stephanus. Here he is uh, later when he closes this book out talking about Stephanus and how he was faithful and how he's serving the Lord and how he's busy in ministry and all of that. That's our whole desire tonight is to get folks just to make a commitment. 2023, we're just going to do some things that we ought to do. Nothing new. Now, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to refresh our memories tonight and encourage all of us, including myself, these simple, practical things that I want to mention tonight are very simple. And sometimes you mention, preacher, sometimes we take things for granted. And we just kind of neglect them. Verse number 13, he said, watch ye. Boy, there's a good word, watch. Just look around here, watch. Stand fast in the faith. Then he said, quit ye like men. In other words, uh, fellows, act like men. That's what he's saying. That's what that word quit means. Uh, he's quoting from from uh, the Old Testament. Quit ye like men, uh, found in the book of Samuel, and uh, be strong. So he said, watch, stand fast, act like men, be strong. Then in verse 14, he said, let all things, let uh, all your things be done with charity. You and I ought to serve God tonight, ought to love God with love. That's what charity means. It ought not to be. Oh, man, I'm going to have to read this Bible again. Oh, man. Guess I'll just have to go to church again. Yeah. Love ought to be the motivator. 
Love will motivate you and I, and, and love will cause us to do it, uh, and, 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 and do it with excitement and enjoy doing it. I don't go to church at all. My, why did I come tonight? Very well, to come looking for something tonight. Uh, look at verse 16. They said, I beseech thee. That word there, beseech, is a strong word too, and sometimes it even means to beg. It's almost like Paul is saying, man, I'm begging you folks to do something here. Man, I'm trying to get you to see the importance, he says. I beseech you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Now notice, they have addicted themselves. Boy, we need an addiction, the right kind of addiction. So he's encouraging these church members, these folks, uh, members of this church of Corinth to get addicted on the right things. Now notice verse number 16, that ye submit yourselves. Now notice that. He's given us an example. He's talked to us about this fellow Stephanus, and how this man Stephanus is addicted to the ministry, in other words, uh, the ministry of the church, the service of the church of soul, and ministry to other people. And, and uh, uh, submit yourselves unto such. Unto who? Unto such that are addicted to the Word of God and addicted to things of God. To everyone that helpeth us and laboreth. He said, now listen, Stephanus is their example. Look at them and see what's going on and then you, 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 you submit yourself to such. Look around at the church and find those people that are faithful. Those people that are serving the Lord and follow that crowd. Follow those that are following the Lord. Don't, don't hang with that immature crowd, that crowd that just in and out and up and down and, and, and gossips and all of that kind. Stay away from it. Find you a group that, and that wants to do something for God. Our Father, tonight we're thankful for these few moments you've given us to open up the Word of God. Lord, just to study its truth. Lord, we need you tonight. Need your power. Need your wisdom. God, help us tonight to be an encouragement. God, I need to remind myself tonight the importance being addicted to these simple things, things that we ought to be doing each and every day as believers tonight. Have your willing way tonight. Help me to say only those things that are needful tonight. God, help me to stay on track tonight, and we'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. So we see tonight, I just want to... I just want to entitle tonight the lesson, get, getting addicted in 2023. Getting addicted. Here's our last message. Well, I've got one more service this year, Saturday night from 6 to 7.30. Uh, we, I, I'm not preaching, but we, our home church has a special service, and uh, then I'll start preaching Sunday morning again. So really, it's my, my last preaching service, and, and uh, the last service that most of us will be in church this year. And uh, you and I tonight just... Uh, we need to be reminded as we approach this new year of some simple things. Again, I mean, they're so simple, I almost hate to mention it. I've heard that over and over and over. Well, are you, are you doing it over and over and over? Are you faithful with it over and over and over? Remember now the household is in our text. And they have this one characteristic that you and I need in our lives. Every church member, every child of God, Ought to have the desire to be addicted to the things of God. Oh, listen, we need it tonight. Now, something else important, Brother Tony, they had addicted themselves. 
Sometimes we sit around somewhere and my wish and I was like that and I wish I was faithful as he was and I wish I had a desire to do what they're doing. Listen, you've got to dig yourself. Those folks that you see that are all wrapped up in ministry and wrapped up in serving the Lord and wrapped up in faithfulness, they're that way because they made a choice to be that way. They didn't just come in and pray for it and it just kind of fell up on them. My, if we could understand how spirituality works, you don't... Hey, a, a baby doesn't grow without eating. Mama doesn't feed him all of his life. I've looked at him. I've never seen Mama and Daddy putting bottle in his mouth. See, there comes a time we have to begin to do some things just like that child to get that bottle. You know, at first he's he's baby. You and I are saved. We're babes in Christ. Man, you've got to put it in his mouth. And after a while, he's reaching for it. After a while, he's holding it. And after a while, he's throwing it across the room. My grandson, I tell the story sometimes, one of my grandsons, matter of fact, uh, he's 16 now, Josiah. Man, I had him in the car and he's on a pacifier one time, sitting in the back seat, you know, and very little, just barely learning to talk, trying to learn. He was very young, still on the pacifier. And, uh, of course, sometimes they stay on them until they're half grown, it seemed like. But, but nevertheless, she's sitting back there with Adam. And uh, he, he, he was, uh, had the wrong one. Uh, he didn't like it. Uh, he, he didn't know it had a, had a hole in it. So I stopped at, I got Tarly here in him while, and I stopped at the store, and I bought a pack of pacifiers. I mean, it had two in it. And I, for me, a pacifier is a pacifier. But it wasn't, man. It was different than what that kid was used to. The, the end of it was made different. And he'd come back, and man, he'd look at it, and he'd put it back in his mouth, and he'd look at it, put it back in his mouth, and finally he threw it. He didn't want it. Wrong one, wrong one. I gave him a french fry one time, the same thing happened. He ate this, sucked on that french fry a while as he's growing, as he's getting a little older. And I'd give him that french fry, and kind of ignored him, give him the pacifier, and he put that thing in his mouth, and after a while he threw it. No, Papa, no, Papa, french fry, french fry. French fry, Papa, french fry. See, he, he wasn't happy, see, he wasn't happy with that pacifier. Hey, he got a taste for some solid food. Now he's desiring real food. We ought to be the same way. Now that ideal of sucking on that spiritual pacifier for 10, 15 years, my, how sad that is. Time to grow up. Time to get ourselves addicted to them. Selves, this whole household, the household of Stephanus, they work together, they serve together. They got addicted together. What well, we need, folks, let's you and I, as we go into this new year, let's get addicted uh, to the things of God. Now, that, uh, that word addicted, it means to be devoted to customary practice or to apply oneself habitually or to devote time and attention by customary constant practice. Addiction is seen in the lives of people everywhere. Usually it's the wrong kind of addiction. Sad how many people in our country that's addicted. Dr. John Hamlin and I were preaching in Pomeroy, Ohio one time, a revival meeting. We both preached each night. One night Doc preached a message, took this for a, took, took this, uh, this verse right here, and he entitled his message that night. I'll never forget it. My name is Stephanus and I'm addicted. Service all over and Preacher's son came to us. He was an adult. And uh, he was a businessman. His wife was a principal of a school there in Pomeroy, Ohio, high school. 
Well, family, he, he owned a, his own funeral home. He was a businessman. He said, I want to talk to you fellows. And we went out and, and uh, sat in the cars. He drove over to where he lived there at the funeral home. And, and he told us, he said, tonight's message, he said, Brother, I don't have, he said, I, I had a problem a while back and went to the doctor. He said, they gave me some drugs. And I, he said, I, I'm just being honest, I got addicted and I can't get off of it. I mean, what can you do? Well, somebody like that, they have to have some help of some kind. Make a lot. I mean, good man, him and his family, man, as I said, both of them, him, businessman, her with a, a high school principal. They had little kids. Three or four years later, I was back there, and that home had fell apart. They were divorced, uh, and he, he, was, he, was, he was out. I mean, the drugs got the best of him. Lest you and I tonight seek to allow the spiritual addiction to get the best of us. Let's get ourselves addicted. Just like those drug addicts get themselves addicted. Now, sometimes uh, because of that medication and all of that, when they get hurt and so on, uh, like him, good, good fella, but the drugs got the best of him. So there is the negative addiction. There's alcohol and drugs and gambling and TV and sports and computers and cell phones and video games. Well, I mean, it's easy to get addicted to some things today. My wife and I play a game, a puzzle game. And uh, last night before I went to bed, I grabbed it out. I got to get one more word here. She said, I think we're getting addicted. <laughs> you, you see, folks, uh, I mean, it's easy to get addicted uh, to the wrong things. Unless you and I work tonight, get addicted. Let's gather together at an old-fashioned altar tonight and say, God, help me to have the right kind of addiction in my life. Uh, here in our text as a household is to find us now. Uh, every believer needs to have some healthy addictions in their lives. Uh, uh, we need to be addicted to spiritual things, simple things tonight. I'll give you three or four very simple. You and I need an addiction to the Word of God. God help us tonight. I've never seen in our Baptist churches so much confusion. Now, I run into folks who've been saved for years and been in a Baptist church for years, a fundamental independent Baptist, and many times uh, still don't know much Bible doctrine. The first thing you know, man, let a Jehovah Witness come to the door and they're listening to him. Let the seven-day Adventist, they're listening to him. Listen, uh, we ought to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God and the reason we live. You're, you're saying, I, I, I don't understand. I had a fellow to tell me, taking some classes in Bible school many years ago, and this fellow was a bridge, before he got saved and became a pastor, he was a bridge builder. An architect, designed bridges. And you know, a lot of times it's, well, I just didn't know. You get addicted to the Word of God. You'll be able to spot other things that are wrong. That, that teacher said this. He said, I was a bridge builder. And he said, you know what, fellas? He said, I did not have to learn all the wrong ways to build a bridge in order to know the right way. Think about that for a moment. I never had to... You don't have to know all the wrong ways. You tonight do not know, do not have to know all the wrong ways. Now, I've tried to study. I want to know what other religions believe. But I'm telling you what, I read that Bible and I can see what God said when I got saved. I got on everybody's mailing list and somebody put a flyer around my door, free Bible lessons. I thought, man, I ain't been saved long and Bible lesson and I got a free sounds good too. So I filled it out and sent it in, free lessons. So free lessons come a little while. Meantime, I've been in that Bible. I mean, when I got saved, God gave me a desire 
to read that. And I had a good job at that time. I had a lot of time at work. I could do that job. I, they had a little room there, and I had a fire pit and a couch, and I could sit there, and I had to watch this stuff. A lot of times I could get three or four hours, five hours worth of reading. I had to be right there. I couldn't leave that, but I didn't have a lot to do while I was there. So I, I'm absorbed in the Bible. I hadn't been saved long, just a little while. Well, this um, this Bible study came, and and the uh, first lesson's pretty good. Second lesson's uh, fairly good. About the third or fourth lesson, they said, "Now, what you've got to understand is that that Saturday is the true Sabbath, and this going to church on Sunday that that's not right and that's wicked." And man, they tried to tie it into the Antichrist and everything. I looked at that, and man, a light went off in my head. I thought, man, I read in Acts chapter twenty. Where it said on the first day of the week they came together. And Paul was long preaching. And, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> long preaching and he sat in the wind and he fell out. Killed himself. I mean a guy didn't have to go down and get him. and He was resurrected. I don't want to fall out of no windows. I don't think nobody's resurrecting people today. But you see. So I wrote the guy. I wrote him back and I said I'm not interested in your lesson no more. I said, it don't agree with what I'm reading in my Bible. I have to say this, the man came back to us. I, got, I mean, he wrote me a personal letter. And he said, I see that somebody else has already indoctrinated you. I've never had a lesson on it. That Bible indoctrinated me. See what I'm saying? If you and I get an addiction to the Word of God, quit listening to every wind of doctrine and, and all of that, but, but compare it to the Word of God. But if we don't read the Word of God, then we cannot compare it to the Word of God. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said, As it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Oh, the Bible should be first among books. Sometimes we're too much like the dear lady. Her pastor came, the visitor, she wanted to impress him. Said to her little boy, she said, Honey, go on there in the other room and get that old book that your mother sits around and reads all the time. He came back carrying a romance novel. All he'd seen her have, he hadn't seen her read the Bible. Uh, see, sometimes that's the way we are. Uh, Bible should be first among books. Let us be. Let you and I tonight desire to be like Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse number 9. Let me, let me quote the verse for you. Then I will not make mention. Now he was going through a problem in his life and the devil had attacked Jeremiah and he got disgusted. He's ready to quit the ministry. Then said I, I will not make mention of his name anymore. In other words, I'm just going to quit. I'll not make mention of his name anymore. Jeremiah 20 verse 9. I'll not make mention of his name anymore, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing and could not stay. In other words, he said, I, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. My, he said, the word of God is it's like in my soul. It's like a burning fire. It's shut up in there, and, and I've just got to keep talking. Uh, hey, they put him in that old dirty dungeon, uh, that old Murray clay, uh, and all of that. Uh, he said, I can't keep my mouth shut because the word of God is like a burning fire in me. My, when you get that word of God like a burning fire in you, it has to come out somewhere. See, but it just didn't happen automatically. Uh, he had to get himself uh, addicted to, to spiritual things. Oh, he was addicted. He tried to give it up, but he had withdrawal pains. Then said, I, I'll not make mention. I'll just quit. I'm not going to talk about him no more. But his word was in my heart as a very far. I could not 
Shut up. Folks, you and I just need an addiction tonight. Unless you and I say, God, help me to develop greater addiction than I, uh, this, this year, this coming year. Help me make a New Year's resolution. I, I'm going to spend some time in the Bible, uh, whether it be a small amount or a large amount. Uh, uh, help me to spend some time. Help me to start my day with you. Uh, and you say, Preacher, I don't have time. I have learned over my 50 years nearly in ministry that we have time for what we want to have time for. All of us have the same amount of time. There's 24 hours in everybody's day. It's not that we don't have time, but it is that we waste our time. Just being honest, Dave, think about it. We waste time. I mean, in order. I mean, man, I remember when I worked full time, a pastor of the church and raised four kids. Hey, I had to take care. I mean, I started the church, brother. I had to clean it, and now I had to do everything. And I mean, Hey, hey, everything, and, and, and listen, there was time. That was tiresome, and it was weary, but there was time uh, because you had to make time, you had to plan your time, uh, you had to schedule your time. Uh, we need, uh, Dr. Jack Hawes used to say, uh, hey, we have to have a schedule. A schedule is our boss. Make a decision tonight. Uh, I want to spend some time. I want to get addicted to the Word of God uh, uh, this year. Uh, Jeremiah said in 15, chapter 15, verse 16, listen to what he said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Think about that. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. He meditated on them. He ate them. He allowed them to get in here, to digest them, to be thought about them. He meditated upon them. That's what it, that's what it means. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Thy word was unto me joy and rejoicing in my heart. Brought joy to him, see, when he meditated upon the words of God. Gave him joy. You can have joy during affliction. You can stand out a coffin of a loved one. You can have joy knowing that uh, they're now with the Lord Jesus Christ. And even if 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 it's not if if, they, if it's not a child of God, you can still have joy when you think about the comfort that God can give you. I'm saying tonight we need an addiction. Let me just read the color couple of things that others said and I've got to get moving on. I'm sitting there tonight beside my wife thinking, man, I'm going to struggle tonight. I'm thinking, I don't know if I can get 30 minutes out of this. Now I'm wondering if I can shut up 30 minutes. Listen, Paul said this. He said, and from a child, telling Timothy, from a child thou hast known, thou hast known the Word of God. Thou, thou, from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. This will make you wise. You, you give an unsaved man, if you can get him in here, the Spirit of God will begin to, I could prove that, I could give you illustration that I use a lot, but I'm not going to do that tonight sake of time. But let me, let me, let me just give you a few names here and then I'll get to the second point. Douglas Smith author. Uh, some of you guys have read about him. Here's what he said, believe me sir, never a night goes by, be I ever so tired. But I read the Word of God before I go to bed. Whether it be in the morning, whether it be in the night or whatever. Here's a, here's a General MacArthur. Here's a, here's a busy man. But he said, I never allow a day to go by. That I don't spend some time in that book before I go to bed. Abraham Lincoln said, I am profitably engaged in the reading of the Bible. Eisenhower. Now you don't hear these recent presidents talk much about the Bible. Back in when I was a kid, when Eisenhower was president, you heard our leaders in America talk about the Word of God. 
Now the only time they talk about it is when they're trying to be against it or to destroy it or criticize it. Well, Lord, Dwight Eisenhower said, I read the Bible. To read the Bible is to take a trip to a fair land where the Spirit is strengthened and my faith is renewed. Henry Ford, everybody can identify with him. Henry Ford, listen to what he said. All the sense of integrity and service in my heart I got from hearing the Bible read by a school teacher, listen to this, in the three years that I was privileged to go to a little old-fashioned grammar school. Henry Ford was not a well-educated man. But he learned something and he had some character and God used him. Uh, hey, uh, the Bible. He said the teacher read the Bible every morning to start the day right. I got a great deal out of that influence. He said I was brought up in the church. I belong to the church. I attend the church. I never go to hear a sermon. Whether it be by a preacher in a small church or a large church that I do not get some help. Boy, it's easy to go and leave criticizing because somebody stepped on your toes. By the way, that somebody was the Holy Spirit of God. I know you'd leave want to blame the preacher, but it wasn't the preacher. It was the Word of God. Listen, he said, listen, he came. He said, I never went with this big church, small church, Henry Ford said. Every time I left, I left with something. I got something. Maybe it's because he went looking for something. Something good rather than something to find fault with. See, as Schofield said, the Bible led me to Jesus. Jesus transformed my life. And tonight, I hold uh, in my hand the Schofield Bible. Uh, but he said, my, my, the Bible led me to Jesus. Then later, God used him to give us the Schofield Study Bible. Now, how did the household of Stephanus get addicted tonight? They addicted themselves. Let me, turn, let, me, let me go to number two now. And I'll watch the clock. I'm not keeping you long. I told my wife I'd, I was out here at 8.15. And uh, I might just have to shut it off. But we need in 2023, 20, we need to get a greater addiction for what now? The Word of God. That's simple, practical. Number two, we, we, ought, we ought to get a greater addiction, or I should say we need an addiction to prayer. Now we prayed a few moments ago, and, and boy, that's good, and that, that's a habit, that's good. My in our personal lives. We need to be addicted. I, I, oh, somebody said, <laughs> I remember one of my kids uh, studying for a test, uh, my younger son, years ago, and I don't know, fifth, fourth, fifth grade, and, and uh, he said, I just can't, I can't, pap that, I just can't do it. I just can't remember it. I failed that test. I'm worried about it. And I said, uh, let's pray about it. I said, son, let's pray about that. He said, dad, it don't do no good. And I said, what do you mean it doesn't do any good? See, sometimes kids are just outspoken. Sometimes we think the same thing. We're just as guilty as a kid. We just don't say it like that, you know, but we keep it in here, sitting in doubt. I said, what do you mean it don't work? And he said, I tried it before and it didn't work. I said, let me ask you this, son. When you tried it, did, did you shut that? When you got up from praying and quit praying, did you get the books out and begin to study them? See, things go together. Sometimes we pray and we don't do nothing. We put no effort in it. We pray and expect some magic wand to come down and do it for us. 
Don't happen that way, folks. Man, I'm telling you, simplicity tonight. Hey, I, I need to have an addiction uh, to prayer tonight where I pray about everything. I, I, I carry a little three-by-five card. Brother, I put everything. If you look at my three-by-five card, I, I mean, I have on that thing shoes. You say, you need a pair of shoes? No, I got I just bought a new pair the other day. Did you take it off? No. Well, if you have the new shoes, why is it still on your prayer list? Hey, these going to wear out and I'm going to need another pair. I don't want to wait until I got holes in no money. I put suits in it. Man, I got a lot of suits now. But I'm praying why. They're going to wear out and I'm going to need some in the future. See, don't wait till the need are. Now, now listen, if you do pray, but I'm just saying it's much better when we pray for them before the need arises. See, we have, I mean, let's just have some common sense. We, I, I, you look on my, it says cars. My wife's got a car, it's only got 17,000 miles. She bought hers before I bought mine, and I got about 80,000 old mine. But I'm still praying, why? They're going to wire out. I'm going to need money to replace it, so I'm praying now. So when that happens, I'll have. See what I'm saying? Think ahead. Pray. Don't wait until you get in the jam. Say, how am I going to get out of this? God will help you, but it's going to be a lot harder because he's not going to do everything for you. See, when you and I neglect him, listen, prayer, prayer. Jesus said this. Prayer should never, listen, prayer should never be our last resort. should be our first. Jesus said this in Matthew 7, 7. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Knock. Well, I knocked and nothing happened. Wait a minute. Knock and it shall be opened. Seek. You shall find. First he said, ask. Seek and knock. Sometimes we ask and say, I don't know. I asked him and he didn't answer my prayer. Did you do any seeking or did you do any knocking? I had a guy left our church one time and I went to visit him. And I talked to him a little while and he, he didn't have a job. And I said, well, have you been out looking? He said, no. I said, what do you mean, no? He said, I'm laying hold of the promises of God. This is why I try to get people to read the Bible so they'll properly understand the promises of God. Some of the things that we say are not true. We just heard them and we parrot them. I say parrot like a little parrot. Just just picks up what he hears and runs and off in his mouth. And, and that's what happens. Uh, see, and he said, no. He said, the Bible said, ask. And you shall receive. And I've been asking and God hasn't given me one yet. I said, you'll probably starve to death sitting in that chair asking. Boy, his eyes got real big and he got somewhat offended. I said, the verse that you just quoted, I just happened to have it memorized. Brother, you're only, you're only laying hold of that one-third of it. Ask and you shall receive. Seek. You ain't done no seeking. Hey, you ask, hey. You ask, hey, you go out here, man, and well, now you got to do it on computer, but I'm old school. Hey, is the boss in? You have an appointment? Oh, man, I need a job. That's what we did in the old days. See, you got to do some seeking. And you got to do some knocking. You get out and knock on some doors. And, and you, you seek for that job. Prayer's the same way. James chapter 4, verse 2 says, You lust, you have not. You kill, desire to have. You cannot obtain. You fight in war. Yet you have not. Then he says, You have not because you ask not. Asking, seeking, knocking, it all goes together. 
Let's take the, see when we get addicted to the Word of God, we'll read the Word of God, study the Word of God, and then we'll rightly divide the Word of God. Bible said this, and I'll jump on James 4, verse 2, you lust, or, or James, or 1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence that we have in Him. We ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. I, I, I love this illustration. Anytime I mention prayer, I just about got to use this illustration. Preaching out in New Hampshire in a revival years ago. No, it wasn't in revival years ago. I was candidating for a church. And uh, Hill, New Hampshire, a little bit of town. The old deacon, he uh, was talking one day and he said, Brother Bell, he said, I was going up this road and he said it was in the winter time and it was a snowstorm and he said, man, my truck slid off in the ditch right here where it just went bad. He said, right down in there and as I come down that hill and he said, man, I'm stuck in there and he's wasn't a lot of traffic. He said, I began to pray and say, Lord, I, Lord, I sure couldn't use some help. Lord, I, Lord, if you'll send me some help across that hill up there, Lord, if you let, if you let a vehicle, a truck come by and just pull me out of here, I'll tell everybody about it. He said, the devil whispered as he always does to his ear and said, well, they won't believe anyway. And how do you know it was just not a accident? It wasn't a coincidence. You know he said, on second thought, Lord, he said, when that truck comes over here, let it be red. He said, a few minutes, he said, a truck comes over that hill. And he stopped and said, can I help? And he said, man, I got, I'd like to get pulled out of here. He said, the guy pulled me out and got me on my way. And I said, Brother Ted, what color was that truck? And I thought he was going to smack me, man. Boy, what do you mean what color? It was red like I asked God for. Be specific, man. Listen, you say he's a nut. And I ain't got time to tell you about how Dr. Tom Malone prayed. I'm telling you, folks, we we try to figure it out. We don't we don't talk to God about it. Have I mean, you ever asked God for something you don't need? Just say, God, I, man, I, I God, I, I, I haven't, I, I don't have anything, but uh, I don't see any answers to uh, prayers here lately. God, I, God, I, you've blessed me. I mean, I've got bad needs, but but Lord, I I want to know that I'm still Lord. Can you do such and such? Doctor Hamlin told me one time I was in a church service. We came out of there. I've never had nothing like this happen to me. But he, uh, we, we went out to, was going to go out and eat after service. And we started to the car. And a man in the church said, Doc, could you come back here? And he went back. And I sat in the car. And I'm sitting there. And I could see Dr. Hamlin talking to that fellow in that church. And I seen a fellow in the church do this. He reached in here. And he got an envelope and gave it to John. John stuck it in his pocket. And I never said nothing to John. John didn't say nothing to me. It wasn't none of my business. And next morning... We were at Midwestern Baptist College teaching a class. Dr. Hamlin said this, and I knew exactly. He said to the fact, he said, sometimes you ought to challenge God and ask him. He said, I, I got up the other morning. He said, I didn't even tell my wife. He said, but I was praying. We had a need. And he said, I prayed for $7,000. He said, last night in a church service, a man gave me an envelope with a check for $7,000 in it. Now, I didn't say nothing to him. He didn't say nothing to me. But I knew. I'd seen the man give him an envelope last night in church. So I, I knew what had happened. Say, well, I don't know. It don't work for me like that. Well, maybe you're asking for the wrong reasons. But let me hurry on. Number three. Number one, we need an addiction to what? The Word of God. Need to be addicted in 2023 to prayer. Number three. I'll probably have to quit on this one. We need a, I'm telling you practical things tonight, preacher. We need an addiction to the house of God. I, I, I preach probably more on the local church than anybody I know. 
simple than that. Well, brother preacher, why don't you study something deeper? Why don't you give me something deeper? Why? You're not doing the simple things. You're not reading and studying and praying. Why do you want some deeper things until we get the simple things, the practical things down? I've never seen such an attitude about the church as I see today. We look at the church as though it's a place that's a good place to go if I need to go real bad. Or if I can find time for it. Or if it doesn't interfere with my family life. Or if it doesn't interfere with that picnic that I'm planning. If it doesn't interfere with that party that I've got scheduled. Whatever happened, child of God, to Matthew 6, 33, that said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Oh, listen, sometimes it gets quiet. I'm just saying tonight the house of God ought to be a priority in our life. We don't come to church when it's convenient. Hey, listen, you get married and you love your spouse. You don't come home when it's convenient. You have an obligation. Why? You made a commitment to her or him. Now you have a responsibility when you got saved uh, and you fell in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you made a commitment. To, he's to have first place in your life now. You'll put him on a shelf somewhere and pick it up when it's time to go. I'm just saying we need to get addicted. Uh, I, I'm like that with preaching. Preacher, when I, I can be home two Sundays in a row. One Sunday's not bad, but the second row I'm sitting there. If I haven't had a place to preach that week and I'm sitting there feeling backslidden. <laughs> I'm feeling like, man, I am not doing today what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel bad about it. It's the same way with the house of God. I, I, that COVID drove me nuts. We had six weeks in our, we didn't have, it was locked down, so to speak. That's all right. Thank God for you folks that, 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 that you know, that, that stuck it out and, and, and some have health issues and, and that internet's all right if you got health, you know, I mean, to that. I'm telling you, healthy, wealthy, bless God, they're healthy. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have put that word wealthy. You know, that's that old healthy, wealthy, and wise foolishness. You're healthy tonight. You don't substitute the, the house of God with the TV, right. internet, computer. You don't do it. God said, let us, for, let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of son. He didn't say, let us not sit around the TV and watch it. No, no, no. He didn't say, let us not, let us not neglect shedding around there. No, man, it just, first couple of Sundays, I got up and got dressed, man. I put suit on everything. I'm used to going to church that way. Yeah, yeah. Then you get a little lax. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Thank God I never did get to the point where I was watching my underwear, man. <laughs> They're getting real quiet. See, I just say whatever comes to mind. Listen, folks, I'm just saying we get too comfortable is what I'm saying. We get too comfortable, uh, Hey, God gave us, thank God for the church tonight. But you and I need the church tonight and we need to be addicted to the house of God so that when, when we have an opportunity, we ought to take advantage of it. People do not stay home from church because they live too far from church. They stay home from church because they live too far from God. That's the reason tonight. What is it that causes a person to cross the ocean to fight for their country? Yet many will not drive three or four miles on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening or a Wednesday evening to attend the house of God. 
this church, if Hope Baptist Church here tonight continues to, to grow and go for God, it will be because uh, the membership is addicted to the things of God. Help us to get addicted right. When we were addicted to God's house, we'll attend every service possible. I saw an article the other day that said, so you say you're going to heaven when you die, but you can't make it to church while you're living? Let that one sink in. Everybody's going to heaven by now. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for God. Man, I love you, Lord, but that church thing is not for me. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Commandment is let us not forsake the ascent of ourselves together. We need the church. And I'm going to have to quit with that. And believe it or not, I had a whole lot more, but it's time to close. But let me just say this today. Let me just remind you. Let's just refresh in our mind. I want us to just simple thoughts tonight. In 2023, our desire ought to be what? Now, to be addicted to the Word of God. Number two, we should, well, to be addicted to prayer. Pray about everything and for everything and thank God for everything. Number three, we're to be addicted to the house of God. Don't look for excuses to stay away. Look for excuses to go. Get addicted. That's one of the, hey, what is it? What is it that keeps, Brother Robert, what is it that keeps a drug addict from his drugs? Man, they'll steal from their own parents. They'll rob. They'll do everything to get them drugs while they're addicted. See, that's why I'm trying to say if, I, if, God, if God's people get addicted, we won't have to beg people to come. I don't understand. My wife's never begged me yet to come home. I just show up. That's my responsibility. Love causes people to want to be together. That's why I said, Lord, we love you. And that going to church is just, I just, that's not really for me. Folks, I know it's just simple tonight, just basic things. But I'm just trying to give us a challenge tonight as we close this year out. And as we go into a new year, bless you and I to say tonight, God help me now. Somebody said, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I'll break them. Well, bless God, you got to make one before you can break it. At least give it a shot, you know. Work at it. This, God, there's some things. I don't want to enter some things that I'm going to make a resolution about when it comes to food. I'm health. I'm concerned about health. My age, man, you get concerned a little bit more than some of these young guys do. But I'm going to make some New Year resolutions. There's some things that I'm not going to eat next year. There's a lot of things I'm going to eat less of. Why? Because I'm concerned about some things. See, folks, let's go and I... Somebody said, I'd rather make a resolution, break it, not to make one at all. At least if you make it and keep it for a month, man, at least, at least you did something. If you don't make it, you don't do it at all. At least it's all right. There's nothing wrong with making a New Year's resolution. I want mine to be, God help me to just be more spiritual. God help me take advantage of every opportunity you give me. Lord, those that I feel like doing and those that I don't feel. You know, there's a lot of times, preacher, we all come to the house of God, we don't feel like it. I went to church. Only when I felt like it. There'd be a lot of times I'd still be home. I was looking forward to being here tonight. I had a responsibility, but hey, he called me Sunday morning. Didn't know about the weather up that way, you know. And I thought, no, man, I, I'm still ready to go. I don't care about the road. I still want to go. 
You may not like the sound. I mean, you know, when, when you sit. I, I like it when a pastor considers his people, and that's what he was doing. He was thinking about because he didn't know. He was trying to find what the roads were because he didn't want people to get on a nice road, have an accident, and somebody get hurt. I mean, that's common sense. Thank God for a pastor that uses some common sense. But I'm saying we can say we could. What I'm trying to get is we could have took an advantage of that and said, right. "Hey, man, I, man, I'm just gonna stay home, man. I got an excuse to this." What I'm saying. But when you're addicted, it's hard to do that. Would you stand with me tonight as the pianist comes and begins to play softly? Our Father, tonight we are grateful for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we need you tonight. And God, help us to be like this household, Stephanus. God, help us to addict ourselves. Lord, it said they addicted themselves. Lord, I've just tried to give these folks challenge tonight and tried to get them to see that they'll never get addicted if they wait for somebody else to do it. Lord, addiction can never happen that way. We have to make a decision. Lord, we have to allow it. And just keep doing it, keep doing it, and after a while, we're in the habit of it. Lord, I, I, I'm addicted. I, I, have a, I have a habit going to the house of God. Lord, when I'm not there, I...